0: You know that we're here with Rick Flynn
1: You're listening
0: to Rick Flynn With a shout out from London town It's Rick Flynn Presents Now, ladies and gentlemen, your MC for the affair, Rick Flynn.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome in. What a show. What a show. Guess who's back in 40 40- minutes? episodes, I have never, not once, repeated a guest on this show. And right now, it gives me great pleasure to welcome in the goddess of soul, the soul goddess herself, Sister Martha High. Come on in here and say hello to the world before you get out there on that world tour and meet them in person. Come on.
0: Hello, Rick. Hello, world. How are you doing? I am so happy to be back with you again. It is such a pleasure. I'm telling you, this means so much to me to speak with you again. A
1: Remember new album.
0: Flying? Yes, yes, yes. And you know, I'm going to tell you something. One of my songs have, it reminds me of you a lot. Uh-oh. Because the it, first is it is
1: it dirty? <laughs> filthy dirty? No. no. None of that Madam no, Funky no. Fly or any of that. I <laughs> know. All right.
0: And, um, this uh this particular song on my new album, um, it starts off. Actually, with Mr. Brown's voice saying, Sister Martha High, Soul Goddess. And I remember my first uh, my first interview with you. That's what you called me, Sister Martha High.
1: <laughs> you know, I was thinking several days ago, how am I going to begin this second appearance with you? And the first thing that the audience is going to hear is James Brown introducing you, Soul Goddess, Sister Martha. Martha High, that's what they're going to hear. I guarantee you that's how this show is going to start.
0: All right, all right. Well, that's perfect. That is perfect. Uh, when I was told that um, my producer was going to use that at the beginning, I said, "Why not?" And I first thing came to my mind, Rick Flynn.
1: <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. You know, you are the goddess of soul. You have a legendary past, exactly as your boss did, because he was internationally known. You are internationally known, and the reason why is because, yes, you toured the United States for years, but you Mm -hmm. also toured so many international countries. Do you walk down the street in Rome, Italy, or in Germany, or in France, and and all these other countries, and people say, hey, Martha, how are you doing? Do they recognize you overseas?
0: Yes, well, that has happened, and utterly surprised, you know, because, I don't know, sometimes I I say to myself, you know, well, I can go out, and, and no one's going to recognize me, but I have actually been on the streets uh, and even at a restaurant with a band member. Honestly, I mean, this I, this couldn't have never happened. I, I never ever thought in, in my lifetime that something would happen like this. We heard two gentlemen at another table talking about music and one guy was saying i really like so and so and i heard the music blah 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 and and um and he said yeah that, that's one of my favorite artists and he said who who's your favorite artist and he said martha High."
1: <laughs> i like that
0: oh my god oh, oh i think god. that's great i i i looked at the um, my friend and i said did you hear what he said, I can't believe this. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. He got up, went over to the table and he said, excuse me. He said, I don't mean to uh, to interrupt. He said, but did I hear you, you mention a name? Did you say something about Martha High? And he said, yes. And he said, uh, he said, well, she's sitting right over there. And the guy said, where? And he looked over at me. He said, oh my God, oh my God. It was, it was, uh, it was uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm telling you, it was just like, I could not believe it. I was just in awe. I I said, how could that happen? In a million years, I thought that would never happen. But it did.
1: (laughs) Sister Martha, you leave. I had a teacher once tell me years ago. He said, Rick, you will leave your signature everywhere you go. And Mm -hmm. I am not talking, he said, about signing your name to a piece of paper. And we were outdoors at the time. And he pointed to a fence. He said, you see that fence? The guy that built that fence has his signature all over it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you will leave your signature wherever you go. And Sister Martha, your signature has been left left correct me if I'm wrong but I believe you've left it worldwide
0: yes 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 and it's um it's a blessing too I'm 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 just um thrilled about it I I like I said it's a blessing because uh to know that um you know after all of this time that we'd been off through the pandemic and everything like that uh, um as soon as things begin to open up uh I get a call from my manager to say Martha you have a tour coming up and i said are you serious and he said yes and i'm telling you i i never thought i said well it probably be a while before i go back to work I, I prepared myself you know for uh for whatever that's uh coming and just kind of like have accepted the way things are and everything and then i get this call you know knowing that things are opening up and say that um I'm going back to Europe for a tour. That is um, that is indeed a blessing. It's amazing because um, you know I just never thought that it was going to happen so soon. But I'm 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 happy about it. I'm looking forward to it. I I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And to go over with a new album is uh, you know new songs, new album, and that just puts the frosting on the cake.
1: Boy, isn't that the truth. And your new album is called Got My Senses Back. It is not yet released. It is due to be released late June or early July of this year, 2021. Is that true?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And it is produced by a gentleman named, I think I've got the name right, Michael Michael Edel.
0: Edel. Yes, it is. Is it pronounced
1: Edel or Edel? Edel. Michael E. Dale. Michael E. And you mm-hmm. I guess go back with him years ago.
0: Well, yes. Yeah, I, I met him years ago. Uh, I think it was like in the um in the early eighties or late seventies. I met him and I haven't heard anything from him up until maybe about eight, nine months ago. Uh, but now him and I have been keeping in touch through Facebook. Oh and- yes. Yeah, he's a dear friend. And uh, we have been communicating for years on Facebook. We started really, really getting uh, close to each other. He sent me a copy of his album and wanted me to listen to it and give him my opinion. And I said, oh, yeah, I would love to. You know, when he sent h- me his work, I was just uh, blown away because I said, oh, my gosh, this sounds good. This is good. So I just started uh, every time I got in my car. That's what I would blast. You know, I would blast his album and and I just said, wow, this is this is really great. So I started talking to him and said, you know, um, no, he said to me, you know, he said, you know, Miss I, you haven't um, you've been recording in Europe all this time, Europe and other countries. And he said, I think it's time that you uh, uh be Americanized again,
1: <laughs> and I said, <laughs> yeah. "What a great
0: idea! What a great idea!" I said, oh, "Funny you should think that. You know, you should say that because I'm thinking the same thing." And uh, and so he said he would love to work with me, and we 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 both wanted to work with each other. So we got together about nine months ago and started, um, you know, communicating and and putting songs together and. Uh, He had some great songs for me, and I've uh, written a a few myself. And, um, hey, it's been just um, a love affair ever since, you know, the music. uh, And we had a session about two weeks ago in, um, in California, in Palm Springs, and it was just fantastic. It was great.
1: Now, you are an American girl. Uh, You were born in, I heard you were from Washington, D.C. I don't know if you were born there or not. You were Mm -hmm. born in the USA, correct?
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes, I'm definitely American.
1: (laughs) You're an American, is it fair to say you're an American citizen?
0: American citizen, yes. Oh,
1: All right, so you're yes. you're like what Bruce Springsteen sings, "Born in the USA." Yes, yes yeah.
0: indeed, absolutely. I was born in Victoria, Virginia, and um, but I was raised in Washington, D.C.
1: So, well, that's right across the Potomac River absolutely. from it. Uh-huh. right? Yes, 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 so
0: I was born there, and um, but I love my little uh, hometown. i I um always go there as often as I can because i I have still have friends there, family there, and um I will never forget where I was born, you know, my my parents, my family, my mother, and my um her family was all there and everything. so i I love my my hometown, you know.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, you know, comedian Bob Hope, don't you?
0: Yes. absolutely.
1: Well, Bob Hope used to tell the story about the Potomac River. And that's where George Washington, he skipped a silver dollar right across and skimmed it right across the Potomac. But before it hit the other side, it was caught by Jack Benny. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. That's my that's my Washington, D.C. and Virginia story for you. Uh, Is that cool. acceptable?
0: <laughs> it's acceptable.
1: <laughs> All righty. Sister Martha High, not only do you have the brand-new album, it's called Got My Senses Back. This tour, has it been announced to the public yet
0: no not yet um i did post a few photos of michael and i in the uh recording studio and i well i did say that um coming soon you know i'm working on my album so everyone is is excited about it i really got a lot of uh, comments and saying okay we can't wait we have to hear that you know so yes uh, some people are are really Uh, Looking forward to it, but I haven't really, really announced it yet, which I will be doing that very soon.
1: Well, I've got the inside scoop. They're telling me (laughs) some of it is sold out already. Is that true?
0: Yes, absolutely. You're talking about uh, my my album or, or no, my tour? No, the tour. Oh, yes, the tour. Yes, it is. It is definitely parts of it has been sold out. And it's one place I'm going in uh, July in Spain. You know, I used to live in Spain. I lived in Spain since I spoke with you.
1: No, I, I knew you lived in France. I didn't know you lived in Spain.
0: Yeah, I went to Spain. I lived there for three years from 2017 up until... The pandemic broke out in 2019, so uh, we had a great time. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I I miss Spain and everything. But anyway, I'm having a show there in Torremolinos, where I live, uh, with some great musicians and singers of Spain, uh, especially uh, a gentleman by name Javier Ojeda. He is uh, very well-known in Spain. Uh, He had a group called Dance Invisible. I'm performing. I'm his guest uh, for this big funk festival in Toro Molinas. And I'm so looking forward to that, which I will be doing uh, a couple of my new songs from my album. I'll be uh, performing them on the show. So I'm so looking forward to that just uh just uh, amazing to be able to go back and see my friends and, and all of the places where I'm performing and you know, I have friends there and I love them. I'm great very, very very thankful that they want me back there and uh just kudos to the musicians and and the promoters, the uh, venues and and the audience. I'm just so grateful and thankful.
1: I'll tell you what, without any further ado, even though this album has not been released yet, in fact, it's not even done being produced yet. I understand it's in the mix down process right now, if I'm not, mis- if I heard correctly.
0: You, you heard correctly. Yes, it's in the process of being mixed and, and uh, put together. So like we say, very soon, uh, the end of June or first part of July, it will be out.
1: All righty. Well, your people were kind enough, Sister Martha, to put together a couple minutes of a rush production type thing. It's kind of a collage of three songs from the album, and it was produced just for this interview right here today. I assume I'm going to be the first person to break this material out. Has it been played anywhere at all?
0: Well, no, not really. No, not really. Not at all. Okay. Uh, But I'm... I'm due to um, uh, hopefully do some more interviews, you know, coming overseas. I will be involved in, in some more interviews coming up. But yes, you will be the first.
1: For sure. Well, God bless you, <laughs> girlfriend. I'm only doing what I've done for 40 years, and I and I'm promoting brand new songs, and I just love it. I was kind of Reggie Callaway from Midnight Star and the Callaway Brothers. He says, uh-huh. Don't stop. You were born for it.
0: All right.
1: All right, let's take a listen. Here's a little collage. It's from the upcoming album, which will be released late June, early July 2021, featuring Sister martha high and the album is entitled got my senses back let's listen to a few very quick teasers right now So, are you ready to have a good time well i've got a little
0: something on my
1: mind
0: now i'm not one to hold my tongue that just needs to be sung. You feel me? Now I want everybody to tell me if you have around. Mm-hmm. i just hitching for some bitching. Oh, I'm a bundle of nerves. just hitching for some Don't you throw me no
1: curves. I'm just hitching for some Don't you give me no stars. Switching for some kitchen I am
0: where I wanna be I am where I wanna be That's fucking enough In the key of C, yeah Break oh. that chair yes. Come on and break that chair
1: Well, there we have it. Martha, you've got an album there in the making. I'll tell you, the only thing that scares me about this is that so many people, they listen to music these days on these wireless telephones like we all do. And Mm -hmm. I remember years ago, back when we had the phone company and everything was a landline hooked up Mm -hmm. with a wire. And I'm telling you, Sister Martha, you got to agree with me. Those landlines translated the music much, much better.
0: I think so. (laughs) I think so. But, you know, I I think because it's so... Everything is so connected and everything is going through these wires, these towers and, and everything, you know. And, and I think that you get a lot of glitches, you know. Do you oh, think
1: so? oh, you yeah. go from one cell to another cell to another Ooh. cell as you're going down the highway. And depending upon who your carrier is, they sometimes make noises, ding dong, yeah. you know, as yeah. you switch the cells. And that's going to interfere with the music, you know.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And I, I think sometimes that's why I just have to put my phone down and uh, just have a, a silence and sometimes because I, I feel that, you know, I, I really do think that um, these phones, you know, have can give you problems with your hearing and everything. Oh,
1: absolutely. They really yes, they can. Going- Yeah, no, that's true. And when you listen to this person's song or this person, just like these videos that you see on YouTube, Mm -hmm. if they're professionally done, for the most part, you're going to get an audio level, which is professional. Mm -hmm. there are certain audio levels which are through the ceiling and they'll blast your eardrums out and there are a lot of them up there sister martha that are so low in volume you can hardly even hear them
0: that's right that's right it's it's really it's I don't know. It, and that takes away, you know, it takes away from the, the quality uh, of the um, uh, video or, or the song or something like that. It's it, you know, it happens. Uh, the, I think the only way that you really can really appreciate and, and really get a feel of what it's really like and how it sounds and how you, and, and how you can enjoy it is just actually buying the video or the or the or the music. Correct. And listen to it from your own home, you know. At
1: least then, the volume level and the production was authorized by the party who is singing the song.
0: Absolutely.
1: And that, oh, I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, I don't like it when they release this product uh, on the Internet. And, you know, I'm going to have to disagree with people like that Mm because— I myself have heard poor quality music, so to speak, and I'd say, I like that, and then Even though it wasn't up to standard, I liked the song. And I would go and purchase it directly because of that. And when I got the good copy, I was on cloud nine. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. That's the way that I feel uh, about, you know, just like I said, we gave you a snippet, what music, uh, the music that I have to let you hear where I'm going and everything. But, oh, my gosh to hear it, you know, when I was in the studio, even though it wasn't, uh, you know, it's just a rough listening to it after I came out of the studio. It was amazing the sound. I I know exactly what it's going to sound like. You know, I I know how it's going to sound. And just listening to the, um, to the rough mixes of what I have with my, um, my earphones, it's amazing. It's amazing. So I know what's going to come once everything is, is mixed and edited and everything. And I know what's going to come of it. And it's, it's awesome. It's Absolutely.
1: It. <laughs> now the teaser, which we just played to the audience, it contained a th- three-song mix that they've Mm -hmm. done just for our show today. I'm proud to be the one to release this and introduce it worldwide. And the first song was called Itchin' for Bitchin'. (laughs) Now, I have a question here. Being a single man who's been with many bitchin' ladies, and I was thinking the other day, I was, you know, bitchin', Used to mean somebody that's negative, somebody you don't want around you. They bring you down. They're constantly complaining. Uh-huh. But then, but then the hippie and 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 that generation came in the '60s and '70s, and if they, oh, that's a bitchin' song. That meant. That the song was good. Yes. So yes. in what respect are we talking about with this itching for bitching? Explain well, that to me, dear.
0: Well, I can actually say all three songs are fun songs. Fun songs, uh, good good um uh songs, you know, dance dancing music and, and everything. Itching for some bitching, that's you know, it had a lot to do with um with the pandemic, during the time of the pandemic, you know, I just felt like um, it was like I have to get myself together and I'm going to do it regardless of what's going on. I'm not going to let anything stop me. You know, I'm going to keep on um, because of this pandemic. That don't mean I have to sit in the house and, and be be sad and everything. I, I still got my life and I'm going to continue. That's what that song is about. So uh, I, and I'm just letting everybody know, hey, look, I'm not going to stop. So I mean if you got something to say say what you got to say but I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing.
1: Now who so wrote that? Who wrote that song? Uh,
0: Mr. Michael Edel.
1: Oh my.
0: He did. And we agree on the same uh, on the same subject, you know, that's how he felt and he said it doesn't I mean you don't let especially if you If you're doing something that you really love, don't let anything stop you. You know, if you, if this is your dream, if this is what you always wanted to do, you continue doing that. You don't let, uh. I was really happy that uh, that I met that Michael and I got together during the pandemic because we were full speed ahead of doing what we like to do most, and that was involved with the music, getting the music together, yeah. the songs together, picking out the the songs that that we felt good about, you know. And so I I, I was in that mode of hey, I'm not going to let anything stop me. This is not going to stop me. It's not going to last for this pandemic. is not going to last forever. So I'm getting my thing together. I want the world to know this is what I'm doing. I'm still I'm still here, you know.
1: Right. Well, the album is is entitled Got My Senses Back. That was the third and final song of that yeah. little 2-minute collage we ran. And yeah. when I heard Got My Senses Back, <laughs> I believed in my heart without even speaking to you that the reason your senses were gone in the first place was because of the pandemic and getting your senses back means the pandemic is dwelling down we're starting to get life back to normal and that's what you meant when you sang i've got my senses back
0: that's true that is very true you you hit the nail on on the head and the reason why that song just, uh, it, it just brings everything together. All of the songs, it brings all of it together because this album is about still doing what you love to do most, still appreciating your friends, your family, and, and the love that you have for people to continue continue to do that because the pandemic was such a tragic for for many and millions you know that it was just so important to keep your faith and to keep love continuing to love one another and love the things that you do and everything it just was so so important and i at one time had a little little time of depression i had to really pick myself up and said okay no no this is not going to happen i'm not going to let this happen to me and that's when i felt i got my senses back i wrote that Song and I said, no, no, no! I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm not going to let it get me down. I'm going to keep on believing. Keep on. I got my faith. I got my music. I still got my life. And you know, I I I still got my voice. And I thank God for all of this. And so I'm going to go on and move on. Continue to move on. That's what I did. I got my senses back.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, Sister Martha, there were high-profile entertainers, high-profile people. I could call their names out now. The whole world would know who I'm talking about, and I'm not going to do it, because they got on the mic. They got on the media. Oh, this pandemic is a government conspiracy. Oh, this pandemic doesn't exist. It's a bunch of garbage they're trying to feed you to get votes. All this, all that. And lo and behold, Sister Martha, months later, the news came out, and in Individuals that made those statements, they got sick with the corona 19 virus. And you know what? I swear to you, sister, I've never heard a negative word come out of their mouth ever since that. In fact, I've heard the opposite. I've heard them say that. Damn thing about killed me. It's one of the worst diseases I've ever had, and boy, did that bring them out of. They got their senses back real quick after after the oh yes they did after they caught that COVID nineteen. I'm telling you, Sister Martha, they blame everybody but the virus. You know.
0: Yes, yes, and isn't it a shame that we lost so many lives because people didn't want to believe? And you know what? I, I actually feel that. That time, all of this time that we've been dealing with this pandemic and at the beginning, it was a thing. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm very, I believe in my faith. I believe in God. And I know without a shadow of doubt, this is the way that I felt. I felt that God was trying to tell us something. You I know, felt that,
1: that has was. to be true. Because yeah. remember the last time we talked, we mm-hmm. thought that it would be a year before <laughs> before we'd have a uh, vaccine. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. thought it would be uh, maybe a couple years. Mm-hmm. And didn't the medical community rally oh, together with these brains? And and yeah. that's what these are educated medical professionals and scientists and doctors, and researchers, and college professors, and Lord Almighty, it was months, and then boom, here we go, and now the world is starting to get vaccinated, and the numbers, they're dropping.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, um, and all it, I mean, when I say all it all it took, I'm saying that it's not It's not like uh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for anyone, for any of us, especially the medical uh, teams and the surgeons. And I mean, just everybody that's in the medical field. It wasn't easy because they had us on their mind. They had us on their mind. And what we needed to do as a people was to be still and be patient and do the things that we were supposed to do. And that was peace, be still.
1: And you know, that's unfortunately peace some people, they've got to deliver the lip service and blame yeah. everybody who yeah. is not to blame. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And one more thing, and then we're going to get off this topic. Can mm-hmm. I get you to stand beside me in solidarity sister for the nurses. They did not create the vaccine. They did not solve the problem, but they marched inward in these hospitals, which were contaminated with hundreds of people that were sick with this, with this terrible, terrible disease. And these girls and guys who got their nursing degree like soldiers, they enter yeah. in there and they save. As far as I'm concerned, the nurses save lives just like the doctors. Am I right? Yes.
0: Absolutely. You're right. You're so right. I was living in Spain when the pandemic started and um, every, I think the, after the first month, what, no, maybe the middle of the first month when it happened, it was a message sent out that at the, uh, at the time of seven o'clock PM in the evenings, Go out on your balcony. We would get out on the balcony or wherever you are in the streets, wherever you were at to let's give the nurses and the doctors a hand for doing their jobs, you know, being there for everybody. And at seven o'clock every evening up until the time that I left, I left four months after the pandemic. I left Spain in the fourth month and came back to the States. And every day at seven o'clock PM, we were out on the balconies in the streets or wherever. And you could just hear the, the, the roar of, and, and the people were blowing horns and we were clapping and we gave them, this was to, to dedicate this to the nurses and the doctors and the um you know everybody that had to work the people in the pharmacies and the grocery stores and everything we just applauded them you know to let them know we our appreciation for what they're doing for us they're the ones that were out in the street and going to work and and being there to to give us our medicine and to take us into the hospitals and uh, uh, be in the store, in, in pharmacies and and the uh, grocery stores to uh, uh, sell us our food and everything. It was, you know, and they deserved every bit of it.
1: I read an article, yeah. very well-written article. I can't even recall the author, and that's unfortunate. But the, the gist of what was being written was all of our lives, we've had our, like Willie Nelson used to sing, Uh, my heroes have always been cowboys. (laughs) That was Willie. Other people's heroes were James Brown, Michael Jackson, and all the good entertainers, Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, you know, all of these people. And today, I think we add the medical community as heroes and give them their just due.
0: Exactly. Especially them. Especially them. Yes. I, uh, one of my best friends um, is a registered nurse and I just adore her because I remember there were times and she says, well, I'm on my way to work and I'm going to be there for the next um, four days, you know, or something like that. And and she worked, uh, she would go out of town and she would go to this uh, particular hospital or Uh, I don't know what it was, but she, you know, she was there. She was there the the whole time, the entire time that this um, pandemic was going on. And she just, about a month ago, just started getting some time to herself.
1: She went in there fearlessly to help others.
0: To help others.
1: Uh, She's an angel of God, as far as I'm (laughs) concerned.
0: Yes,
1: she is. Oh, and Sister home. Martha. Sister Martha Hyde, yeah. let me interrupt only to say that we're just about at the halfway point. If you're just coming in the conversation with us, this is 32-year, uh, not only background vocalist, but lead vocalist with one of the greatest entertainers in the world. And I'm talking about the godfather of soul, soul brother number one. And that's the hardest working man in show business, James Brown, Sister Martha High. It's a brand new tour, an international tour throughout various countries. Can you tell us, Sister Martha, some of the places where you will be touring?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, My first first gig, and very proud to say, is at the New Morning in Paris, France. And then I will be traveling to Vienna uh, to do the Vienna Jazz Festival. uh, That's in Austria. And I'll be going to Munich, Germany. I will be going to, um, uh, I think, Serbia, and, Switzerland. Uh, yes, and Switzerland. Uh, yes. <laughs>
1: so it, it, <laughs> I'll you know. tell you what. From now on, just make me the assistant tour manager. How's that?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that would be great. That would. Be I, great. I work
1: cheap. <laughs> Don't worry. No, it won't cost you much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, with your your with your voice, I would love to for you to even be a part of my show because um, you have a great voice. I mean, I love your voice. You you are really just listening with you and while talking with you, what ran through my mind was Danny Ray.
1: Oh yes, yes. Oh, may you may. know what you told me is that Rick, you ought to have Danny Ray on as a as a guest you should interview yeah. him and for yeah. those out there that don't know the name Danny Ray for almost 40 years was the MC for James Brown he was the guy that came out and put the cape on the shoulders of James ladies and gentlemen James Brown that guy <laughs> he was the cape master was he not yes
0: Yes, he was. And now yes,
1: explain to the public what happened to Mr. Ray. Uh sister, you know more than I do.
0: Yes. Well Mr. Ray, um you know, he he had uh, of course he has been uh he wasn't working for Mr. Brown, of course, anymore. since Mr. Brown passed, he he was doing um He was working with the JBs and as well as uh, for Mr. Christian McBride, the uh, famous jazz uh, bass player. But anyway, uh, uh, Danny Ray and I kept in contact with each other and which... We do that a lot. Uh, the J, the JBs and the Soul Generals, the Bittersweets. We all still uh, keep in touch with each, each other because we feel like we're family, you know. So uh, there's there's always uh, a contact. And Mr. Ray always kept in contact with me, even when I was living in Spain. I can remember him calling me, saying, "Hey, baby, I'm calling you just to see if you're all right. Are you all right over there? All right? Now let me know if you if you if you need something. Let me know. Just give me a call. You know." So uh, we all kept in contact with each other, and um, Danny has um, has been suffering with um, uh, with a lung problem, and he um, he was wearing uh, the uh, breathing, you know, for his. I, I can't. I can't.
1: Was it when he slept?
0: Yes, when he slept. That he was,
1: I believe that's called a CPAP machine.
0: Oh no 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 not that he needed he needed Oh you that. mean oxygen Oxygen yes
1: Oh ah, okay he had the tank
0: Yes he had the tank and he would wear that every day It got to the point where he had to keep you know keep oh, it with him Oh he
1: kept it with him even in the daylight hours
0: Yes yes, yes
1: Oh yes. yeah that's an oxygen tank
0: And um, Danny, uh, I I was living in South Carolina at that time. And Mr. Ray, of course, was living in Georgia, which we wasn't too far from each other. And I was planning to uh, visit him. I was on a weekend. I was supposed to be going down there. But during the week, I, I, I had said I was going to go down there, but I had some appointments that I had uh, wasn't aware of. So I had to call him and say, OK, uh, Danny, I can't come down now, but I will be there on the weekend. So what's a good time to come? And he said, OK, well, you know, it's better to come. Uh, I think it was like a Saturday. And I said, all right. But I noticed th- that um, that he didn't sound very strong as you usually do. And I, so I asked him, I said, are you, are you feeling well? Are you okay? He said, oh yeah, baby, I'm fine. It's just that I, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to catch my breath, but um, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. And I said, well, okay, if you, if you're not feeling well, let me know and I'll, I'll get someone to come over. You know, he said, no, no, I'm I'm good. I'll be all right. And, um, I didn't speak to him anymore, um, until I've, i I t- called him, I think it was maybe like Thursday morning and said, okay, I'll be down Saturday. I'll call you and let you know. He said, okay, just let me know you're on your way and I'll be ready. I said, okay, fine. You know, I'm a hairstylist. I, I used to do Mr. Brown's hair. And since the pandemic, you know, he he didn't feel comfortable about going to his hairstylist. So I told him I would come down and uh, do his hair. So he said, okay, that would be fine. Anyway, a Saturday morning, I, I said, oh, let me get up and call him and let him know that I'm getting ready to travel uh, and I will be at his house around 12 or 1 o'clock. And so um, I called. It was I guess it was around 10 o'clock in the morning. I called him and said, um, you know, to tell him that I was going I was on my way, but I didn't get an answer. And that was kind of strange because I know Mr. Ray um, gets up kind of early. Um, and at least about eight or nine o'clock, you know, but he wasn't answering the phone. And I said, well, that's strange because he didn't tell me that he was going to go out. And I uh, said, so, okay, well, I'll just call him later. Maybe he had to go out uh, and didn't realize it. So I'll call him back later. Around 12, uh, 30, 12 o'clock, I said, oh, let me call him and let him know I'm on my way. Uh, I didn't get an answer again. And that bothered me. And I said, okay, no. If he wasn't at home, he would most likely be with uh Mr. Brown's daughter, which he uh was like an uncle to her, but she had not called me. She knew I was coming down there. She had not called me to say that he wasn't at home. Anyway, I ended up calling her and said, Have you talked to Danny? So she said, No, why? What's wrong? I said, I can't get him on the phone and I'm supposed to be going down there, and I'm and I'm not getting an answer. So she said, Hmm. Uh, that's strange, and I said, yeah, that is strange, and she said, okay, well, I'll call him, and um, I'll get back with you, I said, okay, fine, well, one or two o'clock, I didn't hear from her, I called her back, and I said, did you, did you hear from Danny, she said, no, I can't get him on the phone, and that's not, uh, that's not normal, so I have someone that's going over there, uh, I said, okay, well, I, I called um joe collier which is one of the jbs and him and, and danny were very good friends i called him and i said uh i left a message for him i couldn't get him on the phone i said please would you check and find out if danny's doing if he's okay if he's at home i can't get him on the phone uh then later on in the evening i got a call from uh deanna a couple of hours later saying that she wasn't able to get in touch with anyone. I told her I had gotten in touch with um, Joe and he said that he was going to go by to check on him.
1: Right. Deanna is James Brown's daughter.
0: James Brown's daughter. Yes. And she, um, her and Dana were very, very close. You know, she, um, she had been basically, um, just keeping a check on him since he wasn't, you know, working anymore. Um, uh, And because of his health, you know, she she always um, looked after him. Anyway, the late on that evening, Danny uh, Joe called me and said, Martha, I'm on my way over to Danny's house. I can't get him on the phone either. um, And I will check back with you. During that time, um, Rick, I had a radio show and um, I had to do my show that evening. And so um, I called Deanna and said, well, look, I, I need to I'm going to be uh, I'm not going to be available for the next hour. So uh, what are you going to do? She said, don't worry, I'm going over there. I'm going over there and I'll let you know everything. I said, OK, fine. So after my show, which was an hour later, around eight o'clock or something, um, I couldn't get her on the phone. I Joe, I called Joe and he said, I've been over there. I can't get him. His lights are on. Uh, I called Deanna. She's on her way over there. Give her a call. Uh, I waited half an hour. I called Deanna. I'm sorry.
1: That's quite all right. Ladies and gentlemen, Deanna Brown is James Brown's daughter. We're discussing the passing of the longest-running individual that worked for Mr. Brown, James Brown, in his career, and that was his MC, Danny Ray. He worked for him. Martha High, our guest on this show, she worked for James as a singer for 32 years. Mr. Danny Ray worked for Mr. Brown, I would say, 34. 536 he had you beat Martha and now oh, yeah. oh he worked for James even more years than you did and you worked for him 32 so yeah. now that Mr Brown has gone on to be with the Lord and he's not with us anymore Martha that makes you Martha high the longest running employee if you will of James Brown on the planet or am I wrong there?
0: No, you're right. You're right. Uh-huh.
1: There you go. And I'm sorry, because I had planned on interviewing Danny Ray at your insistence. You wanted me to do it.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: And God bless you, Martha <laughs> High. You lost a co-worker. You lost a good friend. But you know, I used to always hear the saying <laughs> where when God closes the door, he often opens up another one. But I heard a new variation of that a while back that I had never heard before. And, mm-hmm. and, and it said, when God closes the door, he often opens up a window.
0: <laughs> oh, <Brian. laughs>
1: and, and, you know, all kind of good things and smells and good cool breezes mm-hmm. and whatever you're, you, makes you happy can come through the window, you know.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So I'm sorry to hear about what happened, but we wanted to get the story out, Sister Martha, because yes. if there was an unbiological—I—I I, I don't. What would you call him? Unbiologically, a father or a brother or uh, one of the two. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, you know, actually it was both because there were musicians that came behind us, uh, uh, much younger musicians uh, when they first started, you know, on the road, um, you know, a lot of them had, had, uh, this was their first big opportunity to work with Mr. Brown. And there was Danny Ray, uh, you know, to to guide them and to uh, talk to them and tell them about um, the road, like the life of being on the road and and, um, how... Uh, how it was to work for Mr. Brown and and what to expect,
1: <laughs> yes. because he
0: could, t- he could tell you all all of that, you know. And he and uh, a lot of uh, times when we needed uh, someone to talk to about different things, it would be Danny Ray. I have even. Uh, have went to him and, and spoke with him and got advice. And, and you know, he was just that kind of person that would not turn anyone down. You know, if you needed advice, you needed to talk to someone. Danny was the person on the road.
1: In your life, it was like he was family.
0: Yes, absolutely. He's, he's, I mean, he was that way with every musician that's been on that road.
1: Oh, I, I don't doubt that. They yeah.
0: considered him family. They considered him family. And Danny was the type of person he's called everyone. I, I don't think there's anyone on this show that's been with Mr. Brown that he has. He he didn't keep in contact with.
1: Oh, he, he was a, Maceo, a goodwill Maceo, ambassador.
0: Absolutely. Maceo, Maceo. Um, uh, uh, Pee Wee, if he could get in touch with him, Pee Wee, of course, live overseas, but Fred Wesley, uh, Bootsy, yes, everyone, everyone that has been with Mr. Brown, uh, Danny yes. was the person that would call and contact.
1: Oh, I love Danny Ray. He said, there are seven acknowledged wonders of the world. (laughs) You are about to witness the eighth. (laughs) And then he'd go into his spiel, bringing James onto the stage. Oh, Mm -hmm. Sister Martha, you talk. Did he leave his signature everywhere he went?
0: Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. You know, I, I, something I, I have to tell you, uh, one of the musicians uh, that was with Mr. Brown, and I'm ca- talking about Keith Jenkins, uh, the guitar player that's uh, one of the soul generals, uh, asked Mr. Ray one time, he said, Mr. Ray, how how is it that you knew, I mean, or did you know that you were naming all of Mr. Brown's songs as they had been recorded in the in, through the years, and he said, "Did you know that you were doing that, or did you practice that, or was that just automatically?" He said, "Or were you told to do that?" He said, "No, I wasn't told." He said, "But yes, I knew what I was doing." He said, "I knew the 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 um, the sequence and how you know when he recorded certain songs, and and um and that's what I would do. I would call them as they had been recorded." And I thought that was amazing. I said, are you serious? I didn't even know that. I didn't know that he knew that each song that each year that Mr. Brown recorded those songs, that's how he put them in, in, in positions when he would announce Mr. Brown. Uh, just like try me and please, please, you know, he he put them actually in the order that they had been recorded.
1: And that's the yeah. way his mind saw it. He was probably yeah. standing in the studio on a lot of those sessions.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because when you
1: recorded your solo album, your first one on the South Soul label, the one that had Showdown on yeah. the dance floor, which was a 12-inch dance single on mm-hmm. the South Soul label, uh, mm-hmm. he was actually in the studio with you, and James was nowhere to be found. He wasn't there. That's
0: right. That's right. Absolutely. So he what he righteous. came
1: with you just to make sure that you were okay or just out of friendship, out of love or what what, what was he doing? He wasn't announcing
0: no, but he was there to to make sure that I was comfortable and everything went as as planned, as uh, as it was supposed to. He was there for me, and I'm I'm glad that he was there because I was very uncomfortable. And like I said, I didn't know that it was my session, my recording session. I thought I was going there to do some background singing for Mr. Brown but um, but i'm I'm glad that he was there because actually uh a couple of times he had to come in and and um
1: stabilize the situation
0: yeah, because i was I was upset, I was nervous, and uh him being there and talking with me and everything it 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 made me comfortable enough to to go ahead and and start recording because at first, I refused to do it because i I wasn't prepared, and I didn't know that I was um you know, uh, ready to do my very, very, very first album, uh, without Mr. Brown and, and not knowing the songs and everything. It was just, a, Oh, it was, a, it was a scary time for me, you know?
1: Definitely. Yeah. Now I wanted to get into another one of your brand new songs from the new album, break that chain now Mm. there you go with as far as i'm concerned you're back on that showdown on the dance floor everybody get up i think that break that chain you're starting to get the people dancing miss high what What is going on with break that chain and did break that chain have anything to do with the mood of the world in that pandemic
0: Well, uh, actually, I wrote that song a long time ago, actually in the 80s. But I felt that this song was needed. At doing this time
1: to the public in general
0: for the public in general to to say come on let's break this chain it's done it's over let's get back out there let's have a good time let's dance let's laugh let's love come together break
1: that's a dancer chain. miss high you're getting yes. them up on the floor
0: yes absolutely that's exactly how i felt let's get out there let's get out on the floor let's have fun let's enjoy it's It's over. It's gone. Let's come together. Come love one another. Boy, isn't that true. Absolutely.
1: We talked about the new album. We talked about the international tour. Some of it sold out. Now we have a brand new book, which is out with Martha High. And you had a partner that wrote the book with you and Yemijah Jubilee.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Tell
1: us the book is called Soul to Soul. What's going on with the book? And let's hear you tell the people.
0: All right. I am uh, very, very delighted to tell you about the book called Soul to Soul. And it is a brilliant book. It's a beautiful book. And it's it's has so much love and so much inspiration, encouragement words and everything. It's an inspiring book. And what it's all about is... Yamaja Jubilee is a, a poetry writer. She writes poems, beautiful poems, poems of encouragement, as I said, empowerment and love and and blessings and, and faith and everything. She's she's written 12 poems in this book. And one day she called me before the book was even put together, of course, called me and said, um, Martha, I have a great idea. And I met her about eight or nine years ago, and we became very, very close. And uh, she's written one book before. It's called I Can't Keep It to Myself. It's a book poem. This time she called me and said, I'm, I'm writing another book. And I said, oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. And she said, uh, but it's one thing that I would like to happen. I said, oh, OK, what's that? And she said, I'd like for you to be a part of this. And I said, a part of you writing poems? I said, how can that be? I said, I'm not a poetry writer. I'm not not good with that. And she said, well, uh, she said, no, I'm going to write the poems. And what I would like for you to do, she said, I would like for you to create paintings, a painting that would go with my poems, that would uh, illustrate my poems. And I said, wait a minute now, I'm not understanding you. I said, you want me to create a painting to express your your poem? Is that what you're saying? She said, yes, of course. And I said, no, 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 I can't do that. No, no, that's not possible. And and she said, of course it's possible. She said, I've seen your work. Yeah, I know that you paint paint very well. And and she, I mean, of course she knows because she had set me up a, a book signing when my First book was out. He's a funny cat, Miss High. She set up a book signing slash art exhibit slash mini concert at the Black Art History Museum in Richmond, Virginia, where I performed. I had an art exhibit and my book signing it went off very well. So I sold a couple of paintings and I just had a great time. The, the concert went very well. So she said, I know your work. I know that you can do this. And I would like for you to create a painting to represent at least six of my poems. And I said, Yamaja, I don't think that I can do that. I don't think I'm not that kind of a painter. I'm just a, it's just a hobby of mine. and And I've never done anything like that. And I I, I don't think I can do that. So she said, well, I tell you, just think about it and let me know. Well, doing, uh, I did think about it. I, I I prayed on it and I said, you know, that sounds like a good idea, but I, I'm not that kind of a painter. I don't think that I could do that. Well, during the night uh, after I prayed and I'm laying there just looking up at the ceiling and Something said to me, yes, you can. You can do it. That's what uh, that's why you have that gift that you can you can paint and you can do this. And I tell you, when I woke up the next morning, I called her and I said, um, Yumaja, I accept I would love to do this with you. And she said, wonderful. And she said, OK, I'm going to start sending you poems as I write them. And, uh, you know, let's get busy. And eight months later, here's our book. We came up with a book, and I made illustrations for six poems. And my favorite, (laughs) I don't know why, but my favorite one is um, the favorite poem of mine and the painting, all of that aging shit.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I had Judge Maybelline Ephraim on for our Christmas party. You know Uh Judge Maybelline and yes. w- w- what what her and I talked about was a saying that I had heard and she totally agreed the saying is this the saying is never complain about growing old it is a privilege not granted to many
0: yes it is yes it is and you know it it, it really is because um it was it was such a a wonderful time, uh, her and I communicating and she sending me uh, her her poems and I read them and, and uh, the feeling that I would get and the visions that I would get to create these paintings. It was just amazing. And she also said, you know, we are at the age where we, uh, where some people are just sitting back and thinking that there's nothing else to life or just to sit home and sit still. She said, but you know, we are, we are quite busy. And, um, How did she, she had a little saying uh, about uh, being our age and we're flying high or something like that, but it was, it was wonderful. And uh, we laughed about it. And I, and I feel so good about writing this book and having uh, to have done this with her and her encouraging me to, to do this. And it's, uh, it's a blessing in disguise. It can be, you can buy it on amazon.com, soul to soul. Uh, slash Martha High or, and, and your Jubilee, but it's there, it's beautiful. I encourage people to, uh, to, to buy it. It has some great poems in it. And, um, uh, like I said, uh, it's, it's, it's just very empowering and, um, inspiring.
1: The title of the book is Soul, S O U L, the number two. And then soul again, soul to soul, right?
0: Yes. And that means that Yamaja and I put our all into it, our love, and our connection as friends. And we we wanted to share that, so that's what we did. This is why we call it soul to soul, because it's something that we believed in and we felt, and uh, we you know it was love and faith through this, and that's how we got through it. And and it was so enjoyable to do this uh, together. And we are planning; uh, we have already started on volume two.
1: That is excellent, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. I cannot tell you what a thrill this has been. The last time you were here, Sister Martha, hi. We spent a whole lot of time, you and I, talking about your boss, James. (laughs) today we the time is up we have spent the whole day talking about primarily your new album which is called got my senses back we talked about your european tour coming up soon very soon and that'll be as soon as the album gets done i'm going to assume so you can promote it would that be right on your tour
0: absolutely well it will be coming out uh like i said hopefully Hopefully no later than the middle of July. But in the in the in the uh, interim, I will be re- uh, performing two of the songs um, on my show and introducing my album. So yes.
1: Oh, excellent. Excellent. So we have spent most of this hour. You're going to have to agree sister on your tour, your album and the book. Uh, We just got the book in here at the end and we've done very little today about your former boss. So may I ask you in advance the next time you come back. Can we get back into James Brown for all of his fans? And we'll talk more about what made him the legacy that he was when he was on earth. And he still is, even though he's not with us anymore.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes, we can do that. I w- it would be a privilege. And um, I thank you. I thank you so much, Rick, for having me. Uh, thank you for allowing me to talk about my album and my book and everything. And of course, you know, I have an artist page and uh, it's called Martha High, the Goddess of Soul on Facebook. And there, are all of my tours. They're there where you know where I'm going to be at uh, here and there at times. and all about my albums and my uh, their photos and videos of all about my, my career through the past and, and future. So you can look me up there, say hello and to, uh, for everyone. You know, just join in, come in and say hello. I, I'd love to hear from everyone and I try to keep in touch with people so you'll know when my album be, will be released and everything, it will be posted on there as well.
1: Well, I would just like to ask the studio audience out here in the studio with me, me today ladies and gentlemen did you enjoy the, the goddess of soul sister martha high <laughs> oh oh no <laughs> sister martha they're standing oh. up it's a standing ovation thank you oh lord <laughs> almighty thank you All right, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot tell you how exciting it has been to feature the first guest on my show over the World Wide Web that has come on twice, and I couldn't be more happy about that. She is the goddess of soul, Sister Martha High. Say goodbye, Martha, one more time. What else do you want the people to know? And we're going to get out of here.
0: Know that I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. And don't forget it and come back again
1: it's been fun but i've got to run thank you everybody thank you sister martha hi and we'll see you on the next one bye-bye bye -bye.
0: Bye. the proceeding was a rick finn production this is your announcer Chantal marie speaking
1: never complain about growing old it is a privilege not granted to many